0: If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Doc Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do.
1: You can make 10 different robots, but one of the key aspects of this kit is that you can actually put different coding blocks, and then once you put those coding blocks, you can control the movement, you can control different lighting, you can do many different things.
0: When you were five years old, did you love to make things? What if you could have had them light up, make sounds, and move as you directed? San Diego-based educational robotics company RoboLink has just given young creatives that opportunity with their newest product designed to help students fall in love with robotics as they prepare for their futures. RoboLink has now completed a highly successful Kickstarter campaign for their fourth robotics kit, Buildybots, And Buildybots allows kids ages five and up to build their own unique robots and then code them without a separate computer. Hansel Hong is the CEO of RoboLink. Hansel, as we speak, you're finishing your fourth successful Kickstarter campaign for RoboLink for a really exciting new product for kids. Would you tell me about BuildyBots and how that came about, please?
1: Yeah, sure thing. So now I have a kiddo, two, uh, three-year-old, and then just these days, a lot of students are pretty addicted <laughs> with all this screen with the iPad computers and TV and everything. So we actually, that's a collaboration project that we did with a company in Korea. And then we, essentially the product Buildybots is a zero screen time robotics platform that teaches coding. So, you know, while this coding education is still very, very important, that was our answer to come up with, you know, to teach coding without having screen which seems a little complicated, but essentially we teach just the concept and sequencing and logic of coding and so that students can understand that concept, but we don't deal with having any screen time.
0: Let's look at what Bots are and what they can do. I think your three-year-old might be a little bit young for this, but let's say we have a five-year-old, we open the package, what do we see? What can they build with it and how do they code?
1: yeah so initially once you open the box it would be very similar to like opening legos so you open the box there's a lot of different pieces and then you can you know with the name as you can guess it's a buildy bot so you can make you can make 10 different robots with that so students will be building those but one of the key aspects of this kit is that you can actually put different what we call coding blocks. And then once you put those coding blocks, then you can actually put different sequencing so that that robot will be according to how you're putting those physical coding blocks.
0: So for example, I was looking at one of your videos and I saw this very cool coding board. It sounds like the child, for example, could have the robot go three steps forward, light red, light green, things of that nature.
1: Yes, that's correct. So you can control the movement. You can control like different lighting. You can do like sound and you can do many different things. You can like program it to do like different patterns. So it's for as young as a five year old, so they can build and learn how to do coding without having any, you know, devices.
0: I know RoboLink does all kinds of cool stuff with camps and virtual camps and educational classes and things. Did you get a chance to have your students try building stuff for BuildyBots?
1: Yeah, so we, we did a little bit, not as much as we want to for this time of period because we were doing a lot of virtual camps and then this is like prototype that we are testing so we wanted to get like actual hands-on in person experience with the students. But as everyone knows, during this time, it's kind of hard to do in person. So we had some of the in-person summer camp that we hosted here in San Diego, and then actually got those in some of the hands of the students. And we also had some of our interns that came in that played with it that had blasts with that too. So yeah, we we had some of the testing, yes.
0: It occurs to me to wonder how you got the robots away from the big kids, as in interns, to get the little kids a chance to play with them. These are amazing looking. Right, right, definitely. I did want to mention RoboLink is coming up on a pretty special anniversary. Would you tell me, as long as I've been talking with you about the various cool robots, this is our fourth interview, but I don't know the story of RoboLink. How did you come to found the company?
1: Sure. So we initially, we, we wanted to teach tech and STEM in fun way. So we started as a uh, after school program. So we had this like janky prototype that we had. And then essentially we started teaching, you know, our beginning was like teaching five elementary school students robotics and coding. And that's how we got started. And then that five students became twenty, hundred, and then we've been teaching, you know, hundreds and thousands of students since then and then while we were teaching those students essentially our janky prototype became you know better and better so we put that on kickstarter on 2015 i believe and then that got funded on kickstarter we decided to focus on like actually dealing with the uh, schools so right now that was around 2017, like 17, 18 or so when we made that decision And then since then, we've been going into our major clients, our schools in the U.S. We have about 1,500 or so of school that's like using our products. Our most popular product is code drone still. So our programmable drone. So that's what we are known for. And yeah, so that's how we got started. And that's where we are now.
0: I loved the zoomy, and I had the pleasure of talking with you at CES about the CoDrone. How many innovation awards do you have so far? Oh, we got one best
1: of innovation Awards. So we got we got best of innovation award from robotics and drones category, and then it was pretty <laughs> pretty competitive. I think we we're competing against like companies like Intel. And DJI and some of like pretty big name companies apply for that, but we we're fortunate enough. You know, like, there's a two category. There's an innovation award and that there's a best innovation award, and yeah, we got that. So that's great. As a small company,
0: that is pretty impressive. That's fantastic. Yeah. What would you consider has been one of your most fun experiences as an innovator in those almost ten years with Robolink?
1: I think it still goes down to the basics for us i think what keeps us at night is like when we you know see our students or when we see our teachers you know appreciating what we do and then really learning us impacting their lives too especially on the student side now that we are in business for you know about nine ten years now some of the students that we're teaching actually already has gone to college And some of them, they weren't that interested in engineering before, but now they are computer science or, you know, like some kind of robotics engineers in colleges like Carnegie Mellon, UC Berkeley, Stanford. And then like, we see all these like actual impact that our company has been making on them actually truly enjoying the engineering process. That's great. That we also see on the other side that, you know, students who are still not interested in engineering, but still fully understanding the concept of technology. So, you know, we, we had some of the students in Miami who, you know, they're artists and dancers. So they flew our drones and what we call drone swarms and then students are performing dancing and choreographies with that. And those are really great, like for non-technical students to do those things and then coming up with the whole new performing arts with that, you know, all this like meaningful impact that we are creating, that, that's amazing. And that's what keeps us going.
0: Now, what if you're either an educator or serving youth in a community organization and you think, what a great idea, but I don't have the budget.
1: I think maybe if there's any like teachers out there, just wanted to say that there's a lot of grant out there. And then you can use our teachers for schools or like even instructors at YMCA or Boys and Girls Club. There's a lot of grants out there right now. So, and then you can use those funds to purchase our kits. So make sure to you know, do some Google search or you can contact us at info@robo.link.com, and then we would love to share any information that we have.
0: Info at robolink.com for those after-school programs. Boys and Girls Club, a personal favorite of mine. We have an amazing one here in Long Beach, YMCA. Anything of that nature? what about appealing when we talk about the arts appealing more to girls because there's still such a gap how do you capture the imagination of girls when they are mainly interested in the arts to say hey this is for you too
1: yeah for sure that's actually one of very very important metrics that our company care about because the sets change but in terms of like the engineers at college female engineers, usually somewhere around 13% to like 23%, like somewhere around there. So the number is very low. But it's definitely changing for schools like Carnegie Mellon. I've been told that now their ratio is about 50-50, female to male. So like, yeah, so even throughout the time that we are in business, there's definitely people who intentionally think about it and changing it. As a small startup, we try to do whatever we can do and you know, we we're hoping to impact it more. And then, you know, as you mentioned, like the Zoomia, we were showing it here, but some of the things that we tried to do was some of the small findings that we we're seeing is that girls a lot of the girls, they actually cared about the mission-oriented things. So using robots as a medium to resolve a mission. So when it comes to a self-driving car that does like interesting mission, I think a lot of girls are more interested. We intentionally chose a little bit more gender-neutral color. Our company color is blue. We wanted to make it a little bit more natural, so we, we chose like kill color so that it's a little bit more neutral between boys and girls. We also noticed that when the robots look a little bit more like a human or like an animal, I've been seeing the patterns that girls enjoy more, which is the reason why we added like eyes to this self-driving car, which kind of doesn't make sense, but that was like one of the reasons why I did it. When we were teaching in like, you know, students, some of the things that we were also seeing, we tested like kind of, we did our own A-B testing and then testing with when instructor is the female so when there's a role model or when the peers were like all girls too so or all girls class that's taught by male instructor we've been testing it at least from our perspective it, like when they had a role model of the female engineering instructor teaching for co-ed class At least that's like small of the things that we've been seeing. So we were testing all these different things and then trying to encourage more of the female engineer. And then there's still ongoing mission for us as, you know, there's like only so much we can do as a small startup. But that's definitely one thing that we're very, very interested in impacting.
0: I love that you have Zoomy have eyes and kind of eyelashes and just it's a very seriously cute robot as opposed (laughs) to being intimidating in any way, shape or form. Coming right. back to Buildybots, when this airs, your Kickstarter campaign will have ended. But what are some of the ways people can support you in what you're doing?
1: First, just spreading the words. bots is, you know, for Kickstarter, it's definitely like testing for us, too. It's interesting testing for us because Kickstarter platform itself is a little bit more for like 20s, 30s like a little bit more male dominant platform, in my opinion. So, but we just wanted to get the Kickstarter as a marketing campaign to get started to see how much interest there are and things like that. And then, it's a new challenge for our company too because we've been mainly dealing with more of upper elementary to high school students product and then this is our first time that we're dealing with you know five-year-old to like eight-year-old crowd essentially so it's it's completely different space for us so if Anyone can spread the words and then just share this project with someone who might be interested. Then that'd be the best way. We'll probably have it on our website. And then we're still doing pre-order after Kickstarter ends too. But if you can spread the words, that'd be awesome.
0: Let's give that link where people can spread the word in any social media you'd like.
1: I think the best way would be on our website at robolink.com. R-O-B-O-L-I-N-K.com.
0: R-O-B-O-L-I-N-K kcom com dot com. They're going to see some very cool stuff. It occurs to me to wonder, you have made your Kickstarter goals three times in a row. Now you're saying you're going to have bots there by Christmas. How in the world do you do that?
1: <laughs> I think definitely like the community that supports us is a big aspect to it. So we try to communicate with our community and then keep them engaged with what we're doing. And then a lot of them are keep coming back to us and supporting, even if they're not using it, they're purchasing those as a gift. So the whole community aspect of our users and backers, those are key, you know, success for us.
0: I'm envisioning people putting in 24 hour days and everything, getting stuff out. But that again is awesome because you are a small company and you've made three goals and look to be making this goal by Christmas time how would you say your perspective on educational robots has changed since you started now that you're a dad
1: <laughs> so i get to actually test even after work <laughs> with my like, you know, too so definitely that changed in terms of the macro market how i see it is i'm originally from korea so i see kind of like two different markets from korean side and u.s side so to start from u.s first i think it's just starting so This year the macro market of educational robotics is is known as like one point three billion market, one point three billion dollar market right now, and then it's gonna be doubling in five years. So it's very fast growing market right now. And then a lot, you know, when we started, it was a lot more like early adopter teachers or influencer teachers using it. And now I'm seeing more of the mainstream teachers like using it even beyond their STEM and coding classes and like math and physics classes and things like that. So it's definitely becoming more of a mainstream. So it's it's exciting time to be here.
0: I had wondered with the pandemic striking, because of course you were doing all kinds of camps and everything, how you had to reimagine. And it looks like you've done really well. What was happening for you? How'd you do that?
1: Now I can answer that smiling, but last year it was very, very tough. So we, I think main thing is that we survived just like many other people. So, you know, like lockdown happened in March, but usually for April and May is when the school orders the most for products like ours. So when the lockdown was happening our sales all of a sudden like started going up pretty significantly because like the schools were anticipating okay school may be closed for you know like month or two and then they not make it for those orders our order went up significantly around like early to mid-march and then around late march when everyone couldn't make it to school like our revenue went down like dramatically down and then when we were anticipating for like more of the high, higher sales for april and may it was very tough and then obviously we couldn't do like summer camp that we use normally and things like that so we had to like move everything to virtually so that you know that worked out that you know like it, it wasn't a huge success for us but it at least like got us going And it created interesting opportunity for us to work with students in, you know, San Francisco Bay Area, East Coast, and even countries like Italy and, you know, like different places like Dubai, you know, Dubai and UAE. So it became a lot more interesting time to be connected with the rest of the world in better way then we've been also teaching different schools virtually as well in like schools in Orange County, even in San Diego, we were teaching through schools and virtually too. So it became interesting. So last year we survived this year. This year it's been actually really good. There's a lot of money in education right now. I think about 180 billion came into the education to support a lot of learning loss and you know, infrastructure and things like that. And then I think our company has been getting some, you know, additional orders through that grants as well. So it's interesting time.
0: It's an interesting paradox, just how the world has shut down, but opened up at the same time with this pandemic. Right. What if a kindergarten or elementary school teacher wants to know more about Buildybots after your Kickstarter campaign has ended? When you say a pre order, if they pre order, when might they have them for another school year?
1: So, usually for if this school, you say a lot of the school's orders those for like fall semester. So for that, it'll be ready for sure. I think we are, for the next batch, for Kickstarter, we are already like getting those in right now so that we can fulfill those for Christmas order. So it's more for B2C customers. But, you know, around like next batch, we are anticipating to have that ready probably around like February or so. So we'll be getting those in so that schools should be able to have it either for summer camp or for a fall semester.
0: Robolink.com for anyone that'd like more information about Buildybots or any of the other really cool products that you have. Finally, Hansel, if people could only get one thing from you and Buildybots or any other robot that you've created in the past nine years about innovation, creativity, and making a difference, what would you like them to take away from what you're doing?
1: It's kind of hard because I think all of our products have different goals in mind. So if you're more of the entry level and then trying to get into coding, then uh, what we are known for is Code drone, our programmable drone. So it's C-O-D-R-O-N-E. So Code drone is like more of the entry level. But if you're looking into learning a little bit more advanced like AI using Python to do self-driving car, then Sumi would be a good fit as well. So those are two of our more popular products right now. And then Buildybots is new, so we'll be testing it and then getting it ready. And then we'll, hopefully we can get more feedback so that we can make even better products later on.
0: I look forward to seeing the next 20 wonderful things you come up with. Hansel, thank you for your time today. Thank you very much for having me, Dad. You and I have been listening to Hansel Hong, CEO of San Diego-based educational robotics company, RoboLink. Find out more about RoboLink's latest product, the BuildyBots Robotics Kit for students ages five and up, at robolink.com and while you're there check out all their other exciting activities in the educational community as they continue their mission of capturing the imagination of young students and getting them to realize that robotics are fun robolink has classes as well as virtual robotics camps online and their other three products include the first self-driving car robotics kit called zoomie once again their link robolink.com that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X. And you can contact us at twomavericks at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.